Hi everyone, welcome to Go With The Flow, Yoga Conversations with Ben and Rihanna. I'm Rihanna. And I'm Ben. Welcome to episode 4. Thank you to everyone who have listened to this podcast so far. If you haven't listened, we invite you to listen to the previous episodes as well. You can find us on anchor.fm slash go with the flow. We're here in our fourth episode and we're going to talk about yoga and, and money. money. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, dun, dun, dun. We can put effects in this episode. <laughs> um Yoga is seen as an expensive thing, and which it, it relatively it's not it, cheap. It's not cheap. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. And you know, money issues are always is always tricky in any situation, mm-hmm. regardless if it's yoga or your personal finance or business finance. But and I think in general, when it comes to yoga, the issue about money and talking about it is kind of taboo. Mm-hmm. Right, and uh, we want to come clean. We come from a context of being part owners of a yoga studio, and uh, in that context, the issue about yoga and money really is like it's at the forefront. You know? Yeah, and I think, and I think because we come into it as teachers mm-hmm. and studio owners. It's something that we can kind of talk about from a place of understanding. Yeah. And seeing both perspectives. Yeah. Or all perspectives because we're also students, you know. Yeah. We also go to studios. We try out other classes as well. I know that, you know, stepping inside a studio can sometimes feel um, intimidating because of the costs. Yeah. The costs look prohibitive. And we understand that... Such, uh, that feeling because we've been there before as well. But having been in studio operations for quite some time. Yeah, for both of us. It's... We, we now appreciate fully why, you know, why yoga in a studio setting costs that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all boils down to the quality of experience that a studio wants to bring to the clients, clients and yeah. the practitioner. So, if you, yeah, go ahead. So I think, I think when, when you see a yoga studio mm-hmm. and you look at the price point and it's a little expensive. So let's say it ranges from six hundred to eight hundred bucks. Yeah. Per drop in, let's say. Yeah. So for beyond, we do a one day unlimited. Yeah. So it's eight hundred bucks. You can take as many classes. Um, as you want for an entire day. Yeah. But most people will take one, and mm-hmm. 800 is steep for many people. Yeah. When you look at a yoga studio, I think the only thing you see is the teacher, yeah. a mat, yeah. and some space. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what, why people can't wrap their brains around what happens. Yeah. Because if we are going to talk about our, the industry that we are being fit in. We get lumped around um, gyms. Yeah. We get lumped around uh, fitness centers that, you know, have a lot of equipment in Uh them. Maybe seeing that, you know, uh, students feel that they're paying for an empty space, basically. And... It's actually not the case at all. Yeah. I always see it as, you know, I've I've also gone to gyms. I've been... I've been a member in a couple of gyms here in Metro Manila. And, you know, the main difference is you can go into a gym and not do anything, you know? Like, go in, there's a ton of equipment, maybe two floors of it. Yeah. But you can pass two hours of your time. And not do anything. Not doing shit. You know, just sitting there, maybe having free coffee in the lounge for two hours. (laughs) Maybe taking a shower. Yeah. Maybe... Stay, spending 30 minutes in a sauna. Like, towards the end of your mga gym membership, naligo ka na lang. You only took a bath in yeah. the showers uh, yeah. instead. <laughs> we know, I know some people who make the gym like a, 
you know, a glorified bathroom. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a 4,000 peso bathroom. Yeah. But when you come to a yoga studio, you come to a class mm-hmm. and you have to show up and, yeah. and do yoga. I mean, and the teachers show up for you also. Yeah. And showing up is what we actually pay for. I think for me, uh, showing up comes comes down to you know having someone who is qualified, having someone who is experienced, having someone who is highly capable of giving that experience to yes. a yoga student. Uh-huh. Uh, in the back end, if you look at things, and of course this is you know not divulging any trade secret or whatever, the main (laughs) expenses of a yoga studio are two things. Number one, teachers. Yep. Number two, rent. Rent. And um, you can't, you can probably look for like a cheaper location, but a yoga studio doesn't want to get a low quality teacher because a teacher is what brings students in. I agree. To the studio. So. And, and I think, you know, especially because that is, there's nothing really tangible about mm-hmm. the product that we offer. Yeah. I think that's what makes it hard to wrap your brain yeah. around, right? Like yeah. when you come home, like if you spend 800 on like a top somewhere. Yeah. And you get to keep it forever. Yeah, you can kind of, yeah. I understand how people can justify it. But yeah. when you take a yoga class, you come home with nothing to hold. Yeah. Although... For those of us who actually practice, we know that that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you compare it to the other things that you can buy, it is relatively, well, it's not tangible, as you said. It can be relatively expensive. Yeah. Like, uh, if you buy, what can you buy with, like, a monthly membership? 5,000 pesos. Mm -hmm. You can probably buy, I don't know, what can you buy with 5,000 these days? To be honest. You can buy a phone. Not even, Not even, but like, like a, cheap one. a cheaper phone, but like, or you can buy a really expensive pair of pants. Yeah. Maybe a couple of pairs no. that are like, unless they're pants. like Lululemons, right? I don't buy pants anymore. Which are like 6,000 bucks, right? Yeah. So like, you know, it's an investment. And I think when people look at what it takes to run a studio, it'll be a little more clear. So just to get the ball rolling, it really is more than just the teacher and the rent. So apart from the teacher and the rent, it is the electricity, it is the reception area that takes care of their service, the maintenance, it is the plumbing, it is the materials to clean the studio, It is what else? But to be, I mean, I, I'll be honest. Those things really are very small. Yeah. I think people should start putting value in the quality that we put in mm-hmm. to get you know uh, students to class, uh, and we do that by getting teachers. Yeah. You know? um, I mean, for me, really, it's. I mean, the teachers are the prime investment of a studio. a studio. Agree. When we look at our books, we see teachers as an investment yeah. because they're the ones who really bring clients in. Mm-hmm. And in order for us to maintain a studio, we need clients, of course. Yeah. Um, we can always, you know, save up on electricity. We yeah. can always save up on other things, but we can't scrimp on teachers I agree it's really hard um, this is not to say that teachers are to blame for the cost but no. what I'm saying is we should change our perspective in looking at it and seeing that a high quality teacher is um, an investment in the same way that we don't complain if we pay 800 pesos to pay a doctor that, I think, is a more comparable service compared to looking at a class as an object or as yeah. a product. You yeah. know? What you really come in for is a service. And if you don't hesitate to go to your doctor when you're sick 
and pay 800 to for five minutes for five minutes or 1500 because i think 800 is now cheap really yeah i haven't been to the I've doctor i've been in to a, a doctor who charges two five two five for every meeting for an hour session oh my so God. this is like a, a specialist well yeah like chiropractors and whatever yeah. right sometimes psychologists mm -hmm. psychiatrists all these all these specialists yeah. they charge you a lot more than a yoga class yeah. and if you look at what yoga does it prevents you from incurring those costs in the future so i think you would ra i would much rather spend on yoga as a preventive measure than a hospital bill for sure which Anytime. i think people Anything. feel the opposite though i guess because people don't want to feel pain in general but i think as well like i think it's also because we are lumped in with the gym yeah. and just purely fitness yeah. thing they feel that the rates should be the same and this is not to take away from like let's say if you're a gym instructor yeah. or a zumba instructor but i think what we train ourselves in yeah. and the expertise and the hours yeah. and the investment that we make to become mm -hmm. teachers who are at minimum 200 mm -hmm. hours mm -hmm. but like in a few days you could be a zumba teacher i mean even i mean for example if you go to a gym they will still charge you something close to what they charge a yoga student. Yeah, gyms charge, like, I think... 4000 Yeah, a month. I, that, I used to be a member at Fitness First Platinum. Yeah. So you, you, you have to pay, pay around 4000 per month. Mm -hmm. The beyond rate is around 5000 Yes, and I think 5000 is generally the cost of a fully running, as in they provide mats, blocks, straps... Yeah. Um, they provide shower, shower toilet, yeah. all the amenities, five thousand. Yeah, that's usually like on average. That's that's what that's how much you would spend. Um, so for one thousand difference, right? Yeah, one thousand. But then you know, there are some people who will say like, "There's yoga at the gym, also." Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's also yoga in the in the gym. So mm -hmm. if you're willing to pay four thousand for a gym membership. And the yoga. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can also get to experience yoga. Yeah. So you pay you pay uh, four thousand in the gym. You get yoga. You get all the all these other yeah, things. Yeah. Exactly. In a yoga studio, you can get all yoga and other all all types of yoga. For all some types studios. of yoga, other types of you know body weight classes. Because I think even like let's say even Bikram mm -hmm. charges like six thousand. A month yeah mm -hmm. and back then when bikram studios weren't offering any other types of yoga it was just bikram yeah and people had no problem mm -hmm. paying six thousand for one kind of class yeah i think it's also because now it's easy to see our yoga is more visible so yoga is, has become more accessible in terms of people are able to uh, find yoga easily online and see that it's something that they want to do. Yeah, and then when true. they see it, they see it as something that is uh, prohibitive in terms of costs. Yeah, and really, it's about a quality experience that we want to bring. Um, the teachers also invest a lot. Yes, in, to become a yoga teacher. That's true. Like keeping it blunt, mm -hmm. right? A general teacher training is mm -hmm. over a hundred thousand yeah minimum one hundred thousand pesos there are some that are you know cheaper yeah but in general most are one hundred thousand yeah plus so this is a um 200 hour yoga teacher training that is certified or registered with yoga alliance yes um and some people are asking why it, why are yoga teacher training so expensive or when they ask us uh about the cost they get surprised that, yeah you know, why is it so expensive yeah so i think if you put it into perspective mm -hmm. so like for for ben and i who also lead teacher training mm -hmm. so apart from being partners at the studio yeah. apart from being full-time teachers we also do teacher trainings and mm -hmm. we have been doing it for the past well this is our second year 
Our third year. Oh, our third year. Yeah. This so, is our fifth. Yeah. 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 Our so our fifth batch of teacher training. And if you put it into perspective, what you gain from this one-time investment mm-hmm. in yourself is a brand new skill mm-hmm. that will not expire. Yeah. It is a skill that you can take with you for the rest of your life yeah. and possibly make a living out of. Yeah. Even the benefit that you gain just by learning the details of yoga philosophy, yoga asana, pranayama, and all the other practices, it will save you money from medical bills for sure in the future. Like from like from stress. From I truly believe yoga is like the greatest way to prevent yourself from medicine. Because stress truly is the number one cause of Sickness. It's the number one killer. Yeah. Not just sickness, but people die from stress. I agree. And I think yoga is... I mean, people see the value of it. Yeah, I think they know. that yoga is very important to them and they want to experience it. Yeah, that's no longer a hard sell. But they they really balk at the cost. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of um, yoga teachers and teachers in training spend a lot of time uh, investing in honing their skills, honing their abilities, because it's not just a matter of moving an arm and a leg. Yeah. The 200 hours that we spend in teacher training covers philosophy. Everything, yeah. It covers anatomy. It covers... It covers um, developing eyes to see how you can actually help someone instead of just giving random instructions like moving arms and yeah. legs and hands and feet yeah it's not just an instruct an instructor training so we don't just tell people how to instruct people to move but it really is the beginning of someone becoming a teacher in in the essence of the word where you lead by example mm-hmm. you you try to deepen your practice so that you can learn more about yourself how you move and how you deal with other people and i think ultimately the greatest value in investing in Mm. a training whether it is you are going for a career as a yoga teacher or not Mm -hmm. i think the very experience of like diving in and in this journey that Mm -hmm. will teach you how to love your body more understand you more and to be honest you gain friends for life. Yeah. I think part of the misunderstanding on in terms of the cost is because people don't see that part of the investment that yoga teachers do. Yeah. To do a teacher training. And for us as trainers. teacher trainers, yeah. we also invest a lot of time yeah. uh, in teacher training. We impart our skills. We also impart our experience to make sure that when yeah. you know when our trainees step out there they won't be they, they won't be saying things that are not unfounded you know yeah. so everything that we we try to teach um, yeah. to our trainees are based on what we've experienced as teachers we've been doing this for quite some time uh, as well so I think and like even when we were starting this teacher training, it kind of like, I mean, you know the concerns I had, right, Ben? Yeah. So, like, I know that if I'm going to give a teacher training, mm-hmm. and if people are going to invest this much to learn from us, mm-hmm. to learn from me and you, like, I'm going to give you everything yeah. I have. Like, I'm going to give you everything I know, and I'm not gonna, I'm not the kind of teacher to hold back. I would yeah. like to think that, I'm generous about yeah. what I know and, yeah. you know, being in this industry for yeah. almost a decade, yeah. um, you know, there's a lot of value in that. And I don't think you can, you know, I don't think it would be worth it for me and my experience mm-hmm. to do it for little. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if I'm spending... So, for example, like this weekend training. Mm-hmm. Three months, we have no break. No weekends. No weekends for three months. And it sucks, but it's a, it's an investment also. Uh-huh. I mean, we're here to show up for our 
trainees. At 8 a.m. every weekend. <laughs> we finish at 5 p.m. We wake up early morning, Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then we all we still teach all throughout the week. Yep. And um, I think that's our... We're, we're here because that's our duty. Uh, that's, uh, it's fulfilling for us. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, fulfillment doesn't pay the bills either. Yeah. And, and in reality, we're also human beings who need to live in, you know, in this world. Yeah. And um, we've got rent. We've got rent to pay. We've got the cell phone bill. We've got the electricity yeah. bill. We've got the water. We've got the food, the gas, the yeah. car payment, yeah. the... I don't know, whatever else. The insurance yeah. plans that yes. we've invested in, you know? Yeah. Um, technically, and I think, you said that you were saying a while ago, technically the yoga is free. Yeah. So, you know, I was listening to another podcast. So, Jay Brown. Mm-hmm. Your favorite. Um, my favorite <laughs> podcast. So, listen to it. Jay Brown Yoga Talks podcast. Um, and he interviewed this lady called Nishla Devi. Mm-hmm. And then... I'm not sure if it was exactly her or someone she knew. She said, the yoga is free, the electricity isn't. Yeah. And that's super true. Yeah. To I, be honest, I am I'm super down to just talk yeah. and give you all my knowledge if yeah. it didn't cost me anything. Yeah. I'm okay with it. If yeah. I could make a living mm-hmm. fairly, yes. you know what I mean? Yeah. And just talk about yoga. Yeah. Like shit like this. I don't need to be doing a podcast. <laughs> I mean, we've both we've both into we've both been into other jobs, you know. Yeah, and we both worked elsewhere. I used to I used to work in life insurance. I used to well. work in Ben is my insurance agent. <laughs> but anyway, I used to work in show business. Yeah, not as an artista, ha? Yeah, but like as a talent manager. Yeah, and when I go out there. No one asked me for free life insurance. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Because they know that that's my job. Yeah. And but, that's my expertise yeah. and my niche. Yeah. And No no client asks you if they can get the model or the artista for free. No. Yeah. Never. They, because they know that there's a value to it. So I think that's what's frustrating yeah. also. So as much as they loop us in with like the fitness trend. Yeah. There's this notion also that, you know... Yoga should be free. Yeah, for which some, is... For some reason. Yeah. Well, Yoga should be free or cheap. Yeah. Yoga should be cheap. And yeah. yoga teachers should render their services either for free... Because we're yogis. Before, yes, because they're yeah. yogis. There is this um, misconception that yoga philosophy teaches us to give everything out for free, mm-hmm. which I think is... False. Um, it's false. <laughs> it's an incomplete reading of yoga philosophy. Yeah, I think so too. Because every teacher or every teacher training that is uh, worth, you know, worth its price should be able to teach teachers the philosophy... Completely. Re- completely. Where, you know, you have a dharma to fulfill... You have to fulfill your own, you know, uh, material comfort yeah. or earthly comfort. And that's part of it all, yeah. to be honest. Because we love saying, you know, in class that you cannot pour from an empty cup. Yeah. That's not just an energetic way of dealing with things. But if you can't feed yourself... If How you are don't, you going to take care of other people? Exactly. Yes. If you don't have a house to go to, if everything is in shambles in your finances, yeah. how can a teacher be in a good state of mind to manage other people's energy. And to be honest, like, as a teacher, as a teacher trainer, as Mm -hmm. a studio owner, to be honest, nobody in this industry is earning, like, millions and millions Mm. of bucks, right? No, because as much as there's a product that you can't see, feel, and touch, the expenses... Mm -hmm. The bill is right in your hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when the rent comes for the studio every month. Mm-hmm. Of course, the receptionists, you know, we need their help to, you know, get the packages out there. Because also, as studio owners, if we have to... Shell out. Shell out. No, I mean, that's the reality, yeah. right? And that's happened for me before. Yeah. Like I've had to shell out money 
to make it, especially yeah. when we were new. Mm. That's a reality for a lot of businesses, and in the in the yoga, you know, studio business model, it's the same thing. And I think that's why a lot mm. of studios have closed yeah. also, because if at the end of the day it's business, yeah, and if it hurts your wallet yeah. more than you earning from your investment, yeah, it's not good for you. It's not good for you. I mean, the first. You know, the first uh, limb of yoga talks about ahimsa. And if running a yoga studio hurts is, your wallet, you know, not just your wallet, but eventually will mm -hmm. hurt your life because suddenly you're allocating money intended for other things, like mm -hmm. maybe your rent for the house or your food budget to something that will prop up a failing business. Yeah. It's not a healthy thing. It's not, it's violent also. So it's yeah. not. It's not in line with Ahimsa. And, you know, you guys, I'm being super honest about it yeah. and, like, the reality. And, like, I don't know how <laughs> my partners will feel about me admitting that. But, yeah. like, you know, we've gone through reinvesting yeah. because we've had to. Because when yoga was starting to grow, yeah. it was hard. Yeah. It was really, really hard. Yeah. And, like, thank God now, like, you know, we're doing well for ourselves and, yeah. like, beyond this has built a community that has made the studio sustainable. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you can't, like we said, can't keep pouring from an empty cup. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it isn't, you know, the love and passion for yoga is not going to pay the bills. Yeah. And that's the truth. People also have this um, unrealistic notion that yoga takes you out of the real world. And you go to a yoga studio to go to a different dimension altogether and gain enlightenment there. But that's <laughs> not the reality of the philosophy. I mean, yoga is there so that you can live your actual life. Yeah. And the same is for teachers and studio owners. Mm -hmm. So we run, we practice yoga, and we try to apply Make that. a living. We try to apply the philosophy so that we can, you know, make a living well. Yeah. Not, you know, not make a living stealing from other people's money. Yeah. <laughs> but actually doing a real business where it thrives. Yeah. We're able to support a community without harming our, ourselves. And take care of, and teach people how to take care of themselves. Yeah. Which I mm -hmm. think is so fulfilling. Yeah. And it's funny because like, you know, especially like the last episode we were talking about, um, was it the last episode? We were talking about how privates, yeah, how yeah. private a private setting would be the most ideal yes. space for yoga learning. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, of course you have certain costs to go to someone's house yeah. to take an hour to get there, teach for an hour, yeah. hour and a half. Take another hour to get home. And that's like how many hours? I can't do math, but like <laughs> however many hours that is. Yeah. And I've had people inquire whether mm -hmm. that is through Instagram or, or word of mouth or Facebook or whatever it is. And I've given them my rate for an hour yeah. for a one-on-one -on -one private. And then they'll go, naman. Yeah. it's so expensive. And then yeah. like, of course for me, I don't know if I'm going to feel hurt yeah that and or insulted or yeah. you know i don't want to have to compromise yeah. myself but sometimes you know it hurts when people say that to yeah. your face mm. and like it's so embarrassing yeah. to have to explain the amount yeah. of time and effort it takes because yeah. like if i'm gonna give you a one-on-one -on -one private mm. i'm not gonna teach it the same way i'm gonna teach a public class I really find, There's more detail. Yeah, I really find private classes more energy intensive. It's so tiring. Because you really give everything to this client. Mm. And also, you know, normally I get clients who have um, specific needs. So the things that I do in a group setting will not apply fully in a private setting. Yeah. Some of the needs are not just physical. There can be some psychological ones i don't deal with that so i always refer them to a specialist yeah. like a therapist i say i say a psychologist or, or a psychiatrist but you get that baggage you know and yeah. i really get that energy also i kind of absorb that energy yeah as well. i'm the same way and i feel that that is 
something that people don't see. You yeah. Know? You kind of become uh, an emotional recycling bin sometimes, you yeah. know, when you process things out. And especially for someone like me, I'm a generally, I'm thick-skinned, yeah. but I'm sensitive yeah. in terms of, like, yeah. energy I absorb. Yeah. Like, I really, I don't know, mm-hmm. I really can't. Yeah. So, in a private setting, or even in a public setting, mm-hmm. there is so much that gets poured out of you, especially if you're that person who like yeah. gives a hundred, which yeah. all I would love to think all yoga teachers yeah. feel. And of course, the people who think that yoga is expensive or a private one-on-one is expensive, the only thing they see is one hour or an hour and a half of me talking. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And they don't see how much effort it takes to tailor fit a class to build a curriculum to you know perfect your hands-on assists to be clear in your speech to Mm -hmm. talk with conviction Mm -hmm. and energy and you know it takes so much more yeah yeah i've had an inquiry before where someone asked me uh well not really asked me but more like gave her preferences Meaning? In terms of how the schedule works out. So she was like, oh, I'm usually more like go with the flow in terms of the schedule. Not this podcast. Girl. Go with the flow as a person. <laughs> Girl, I am, I don't have time for I that, have, you know. Also, she wanted to be parang you're available kahit kailan. Yeah. So parang, whenever she wants. She, she wants me to be like. She wants me to be an on-call yoga teacher. Oh my god. But she's not willing to pay for the on-call price. She thought that uh well, I I wouldn't name the price anymore, but it was something that I thought was not fair. I'm going to say straight out, Kim. Yeah. So, there's this one <laughs> inquiry that I, I I'm just going to say it straight out. Yeah. There's this one inquiry I had. And then um so Magano for Ganinia, yeah. then I'm gonna go to their house, etc. Yeah. And then I gave my price, which is secret. Yeah. <laughs> you have to ask. Yeah, you have to ask. No, but like, and then I ha- and then she, of course she went. Ang mahal naman, but yeah. ganyan, ganyan. Uh, and then like she kind of complained, and yeah. then I said, so, you know, I tried to like work out with her because I think you know if she wanted it yeah. a couple of times a week, then maybe I could adjust. Yeah. And then I said, so how much yeah. were you considering or yeah. what did you have budget for? Yeah. Um, and then she she said 500 a session Ooh. or 400 for a private session. Oh. So like, I don't, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't know what to say yeah. anymore. Plus like that costs less than a drop in at a studio. Also, that's just your gas money probably. Yeah. Gas and parking. Gas, parking. Gun. Gun. Yeah. That's that's it. Abon, uh, abonado pa ako. Yeah. I mean, we're not saying that no one should do yoga. Or we're not saying also that yoga should not be that price. Because by all, to be honest, I would do it for free if I had like yeah. a money tree growing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would do it, Yeah. Because I've done like a couple of free yeah. things also, and I think it's yeah. important for teachers to yeah. participate in Seva. So yeah. for those who, Seva is like your selfless service, yeah. like your contribution mm. to the world through your practice. As part of our training, we always impart in our trainees that Seva is an important part of their teaching profession. But it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be all Seva. Because they also have to take care of themselves. Yeah. Again, goes back to the same saying, you cannot pour from an empty cup all the time. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. your cup will be broken. I come from a seva background. Yeah, because of yoga for life. Because of yoga for life. So it was. But even yoga for life, you guys... We have experienced like this same, you know, uh, problem of pouring from an empty cup. Yeah. In the beginning, we had two teachers teaching yeah. all the classes free. all the time for free. Because I've taught for Yoga for Life, absolutely free. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's get, fine. You get burnt out. Yeah. It's inevitable that you you will feel, you're human. I mean, we're you're not You're spending saints. to teach. You're spending to teach. Yeah. Also, you feel that you're not valued because 
you know, you're not compensated for, you know, at a certain point when you're exhausted, that's when you start feeling all of these thoughts that you are undervalued or you're wasting your time and you don't want that to happen in a seva class. And I also don't want, as a yoga teacher, Mm -hmm. whether that is a trainer or a teacher, as a teacher, I don't want it to come to a point where Mm -hmm. I feel like what I am doing is not worth it anymore. Yeah. And when I think I I think I could say that if I reach that point, yeah, it is when I'm having a hard time even putting gas in my car. Yeah, which thankfully I haven't. Yeah, we are not out there to be the next Steve Jobs or, or the next Kylie Jenner. Or Kylie Jenner. No, we're not peddling uh, lip gloss or whatever. I just wanna. I just wanna. Be comfortable. Get by comfortably. You know? Yeah. So that's that all I want. when I step into a class, my energy is uh, stable. Yeah. I come from a, um, a mindset that I'm here to teach. Yeah. And I'm, I, I don't have to worry about, you know, all of these things about my life. Yeah. The yoga philosophy tends to be very much misinterpreted in so many ways i think so too there are so many and things. i think whether it's the philosophy or not mm-hmm. i think people in general have an impression of what yeah. it should be yeah like you know i mean like i've had events ask me for a talk mm-hmm. a talk and to teach a full class yeah and then so i felt awkward because there was an inquiry and then they never you know, they, usually when I get inquiries like that, they'll give a price, mm-hmm. a budget they had allocated for a teacher, yeah. or they'll ask me what my rate is. Yeah. I noticed that these people were not asking me anything. Yeah. And then so awkwardly, I asked, and yeah. I was like, "Do we? Do you guys have a budget yeah. for the teacher, or like what kind, what sort of budget were you looking to work with?" Yeah. And then they were going, "Oh." I, we think it's a good space to promote the practice yeah. and share your yoga and then that typical you know all the memes like yeah. like I know it's good for exposure yeah exposure is not gonna pay for my parking exactly. or my gas exactly this or is this, my time most of all yeah. my time you can't get your time back anymore I mean I could have used that time to teach a class and at the same time or take be, one or take a class to, and to be absolutely honest yeah and this is the same problem that many people out there especially you know artists and you can also see yeah this isn't even yeah this isn't even just limited yeah. yoga teachers all of these professions out there graphic, that are f- like freelancing yeah freelancers even makeup artists yeah, even fashion it designers sucks. everyone is Parang shy to set their price. Yeah. And I'm not shy. <laughs> I'm very... I'm a kappa queen. So I, I want to take care of my home really well. Yeah. And be grounded. Yeah. And I want to make sure that I'm comfy. And I can teach from that place where I don't have to worry so much. And not just wing things all the time. Yeah. I think ultimately... For maybe those of you out there who find yoga a little pricey. Mm-hmm. You just have to think about what value it is you put into your self-awareness, into your health, Mm -hmm. into your wellness, Mm -hmm. into how much connection you can have in your own body Mm -hmm. and get to know yourself more. And I think if you put value on that, yoga is not that expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can spend the same amount of money drinking out every every week like yeah holy shit there's some bars who charge like fucking sorry (laughs) like 400 or 500 for a cocktail for a cocktail and it's insane but you don't hear anyone complaining about well no that's not true but like people people will will pay people will pay yeah and for two drinks which will cost you like 900 to 1000 a thousand plus service charge maybe yeah (laughs) That's like a month of classes with Beyond. If you drink on a regular basis. But like yeah, on, a, on one night, <laughs> yeah. on one night of drinking, you could have spent that on two yoga classes. Yeah. Depending on where you teach or uh, where you where you practice. And there are so many ways to get into a yoga class these days. Yeah. Like 
uh, what's out there? There's Guava Pass. You can get the oh, membership. Oh yeah, with and them. like you know, like these deal sites deal that offer. Yeah. Um, a lot of uh, we have a lot of tie-ups with everyone, and we're not stingy on free yoga classes. Yeah, like, no. We always have a tie-up with someone to give away free yoga uh-huh. classes because we know that you'll never understand the experience of yoga and, and until you've tried it yourself. I agree. You know. And I just, to be honest, like um, when we opened Beyond, I just wanted more chances for people to try and yeah. experience what I've experienced. And yeah. that's it. That is why I opened the yeah. studio. Yeah. I wanted a studio so I could share yoga yeah. with other people. Mm-hmm. I could practice for free. Yeah. <laughs> I could practice for free. I can, um, you know, more avenues to yeah. for people to come into this like crazy, amazing yeah. wellness system. Yeah. That I've discovered mm-hmm. and you know and now it's there yeah I want as many people to be able to experience yoga that's true but when I practice I also want to practice with people who are as invested as I am I agree in the practice the teacher quality is so important and it's everything not just the you know not just the teacher quality but also the student quality like, you know, people who are willing to invest and really... In yoga. In yoga. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And really find it serious. Because I've seen people who have tried it, you know, for free. Just the free classes. Just the free classes. Yeah. And then they yeah, bail you, out, you know. Yeah, but you see some of those. Like, every yeah. time there's, like, or they make a, special, a special event yeah. for, like, an open house. Yeah. You only see these people consistently in the open yeah. house. And, like... At the end of the day, you guys, for those of you students out there who are, you know, yoga students talaga, mm-hmm. you have to invest in a studio, yeah. in a practice, in teachers that you resonate with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, you know, stuff like Guava Pass and mm-hmm. whatever, it's great so that you can figure out who you jive with. So yeah. whether that is beyond whether that is yoga plus whether that is urban ashram or whatever other studios are out there you know it's great to invest and learn from people you love and who make you love the practice and connect to yourself more not just the teachers but the community of students and i'm not saying that it should be just us because you know some people may not like my classes Or any of Beyond's classes. Yeah. They may like, you know, other other classes. Yeah. That's okay. But the important thing is... I just want you to practice. Practice, show up, and... Be consistent. Be consistent. In this practice, specifically, consistency is the key. Yeah. And if, you know, if it's hard to kind of stick to a routine, you know, it's going to be hard to really build that connection with yourself. So, like, even in Beyond, let's say, Quezon City, which is turning eight this year, um, there have been people who have been around since 2011. To this day, in 2019, so far, I've seen week after week after week, unless there's, like, a traveling, you know, sabbatical for yoga, right? I mean... Regardless of whatever, they're going to keep coming back. And, you know, those are the people that I want around me. And that's the kind of community I think most studios have built. The -hmm. people who are willing to invest in themselves Mm -hmm. and their connection with who they are and build this love for their bodies. At the end of the day, yoga is a big deal. It's a big decision to make because it's a lifetime practice. And I think it's important to give it a lot of thought because yeah. it is an investment. Yeah. Not just financially, but also an investment of your time and of your energy. Yeah. And if you are willing to make or take some time to make a big decision, like for example, maybe buying a car, because that's also a long-term commitment, uh-huh. you should take the equal amount of time. In yourself. In yourself, yeah. making this decision that's to so true. feel good about yourself. And you know, come 
come to class and develop this system for yourself to be better. Oh, and, I love uh, that. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> because I've, I've read um, this post by one of our teachers, Sheila, who says that biking can also be yoga. And that is so true. Yeah. Like biking can also... Hi, Sheila Hinaot. Hi, Sheila. We miss you. And uh, I, I really appreciate that post because it shows that whatever we do on the mat as long or whatever we do in life, really, even outside the mat, if you take away the learnings that you get from the mat and bring it into your bring life. it into your life whether uh-huh. it's biking whether it's cooking whether it's dealing with people you don't like exactly yeah. at work or in your home i have been so like i mentioned in the first first episode yeah. i think i am a much nicer yeah less angry yeah less of a spitfire yeah than ever before yeah and i think I mean, give or take, you know, that's yeah. that's object that's uh, no, subjective depending on yeah. what people think I am. But in mm-hmm. general, my level of patience and calmness mm-hmm. has grown so much. And the truth is, I haven't been sick yeah. since. Zero. It's a, it's a really good investment. And I hope that if you are contemplating on going into a yoga practice... You start by valuing the practice itself, mm-hmm. valuing the input that a lot of people, even the ones who are here before us, have put into this practice yeah. uh, to make it what it is right now. Consider all of that. Consider your own investment in time, in and energy, what you gain. and what you gain yeah. out of it, and then make that decision and say, I'm ready for yoga. Yeah. If you're not ready for that decision yet, maybe... Take some time, take some free classes. Yeah. Watch out for Beyond Free classes because we really give out a lot, mm-hmm. you know. There's one right now for Beyond Surrender. And to be honest, there are like platforms where you can, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, it's never going to be the same as like learning from an actual teacher right in front yeah. of you, but then there are other platforms you can invest in. Like, yeah. um, like Nico, my boyfriend, hasn't taken class in a studio ever but he has a consistent practice yeah and he subscribed to yoga glow yeah yoga glow i mean like there's a benefit of course because like if i practice with him then i'm like gonna you're gonna be like i'm gonna yeah 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 (laughs) and correcting him oh yeah but like sometimes (laughs) sometimes but like you know you have to find your own way and i think you know that's where i think that's part of why I also did the YouTube channel. Yeah. You can find me, Rihanna Yoga, but on like <laughs> short classes and yeah. like, because someone, people yeah. need bits of it. And to be honest, as studio owners, if I could make it cheaper, yeah. I would. I would. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. If I could make it more affordable yeah. for everyone, you can tell all like our landlords. We sell our landlords. The right lower today. rent. <laughs> Because that's hard to bring down. Yeah, that's hard. That's really hard. But like, if I could, I yeah. really would. And I yeah. think that holds true to mm-hmm. everyone, to every yogi who has off- yeah. opened the studio, yeah. whether that has been successful or not. Yeah. Bottom line, we just want people yeah. to practice. At the end of the day, all we seek are is comfort. So we are all creatures of comfort. And yoga brings us so much comfort Mm -hmm. but if running a yoga business makes us uncomfortable in different perspectives Mm -hmm. i don't think that's healthy so that is partly an answer to why a yoga studio costs the way it costs costs the way it is because there's a lot of value that goes into it yoga is technically free but in a setting like this the bills the salary and everything, everything it takes yeah. to run one. Yeah. So it isn't just space. Yeah. It's not just empty space. It's not empty space in a teacher. Although when you see it, that's what it looks yeah. like, right? Mm-hmm. It looks like yeah. empty space and a teacher and that's it. Yeah. But we all know that yoga is a work in and the value that you feel happens in the inside. So that took way longer than we expected. expected. (laughs) 
But in summary, it's true that yoga is free, but yoga in a studio can be relatively pricey, we admit, because the bills are not free. And that's the reality. That's the reality yep. of things. Yoga practice is an investment in yourself. And I think it's really important that for us who practice yoga, who teach yoga, mm -hmm. it's about time to place value yeah. in what we gain from it. Yeah. And we need to recognize the true value of the people who teach it as well because they invested their time and energy in it as well. So whether that is private, teacher training, mm -hmm. studio. Or wherever you get your yoga. Yeah. I think it's important that we open our eyes and see what yoga brings into our lives. And if you value that connection with yourself and find teachers who bring mm -hmm. that side of you around, mm -hmm. then I think it isn't that expensive anyway. And you'll see it more of an investment rather than an expense. I agree. Thank you so much for listening. If you are interested to become a yoga teacher, we are holding a training in Baler at Kahanamoku. Um, bed and breakfast. Bed and breakfast yeah. from April 26 to May 17. 17. Uh, all the details are on our website. It's www.vinyasawithbenandrihanna.com. Yeah, so those details are down below. And then we've also got another weekend mojo at Beyond Rockwell this coming July to September as well. That one. We'll is, be announcing soon. Yes, we'll be announcing soon. But yeah. Again, we invite everyone to share this podcast if you liked it. We are on Let us know what you think and join in on the conversation. Yeah, we really appreciate all the comments that we get from all of you. And we are on anchor.fm slash go with the flow. You have links there to all the other platforms where you can listen. Yeah. So until next time, this is Go With The Flow, Yoga Conversations with Ben and Rihanna. I'm Rihanna. And I'm Ben. Namaste. Namaste.